He will get the pass away, dumps it off, and a hit made! It is an incomplete pass. Larry Jones was the intended receiver, and he nearly had his head torn off. Was that shade tree Marvin Jones that made the hit? Boy, that was a bone-rattling tackle. Harris throws a wobbler. Oh, my goodness. Bird got laid out, and you knew that flag was coming. In today's football, you're just not going to be able to do that anymore. Nigel Bradham. He didn't launch himself. No, he didn't. His right foot's no. still on the ground. That's a horrible call. And they announced he was ejected from the game. That's not good. Here's their leading tackler, Jimbo Fisher, irate, pointing up at the screen. I don't blame him. This time, Jones has some room, and Greg running over people inside the five. That's more like what we've seen out of him in his career in Tallahassee. Yeah, Will Fork blocked number 75. You got the middle linebacker block, Vilma, and you run over the safety. That's your three best players wow. on defense. What a great run. And that's the kind of running that Greg Jones has always done and done best. 11.38 to go, second quarter, shotgun formation now, Berlin. Roscoe Parrish wide to the right. Here's the snap. Three-man rush, and Berlin gets the pass. Oh, what a hit! Incomplete pass. Roscoe Parrish is sawed in two. Stanford Samuels took no prisoners. What a hit! And Parrish has to take his helmet off and takes a knee. Boy, he was just hit violently. Clean hit by Samuels, but a great player goes to his knee. another episode of Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. As always, I'm Ryan Stalder, accompanied by former NFL corner and FSU great Corey Fuller, along with No Game Day co-founder Ethan Buck. We'll be welcoming special guest James Wilder Jr. later in the show. What's going on, gentlemen? What's going on, Ryan? What's going on, Ethan? How you guys doing today? Good, man. I'm just ready to see some... FSU Miami best rivalry in college football. That's how I'm yeah. doing. Not yeah, I can't wait for this weekend. Not really a rivalry. Uh, they've lost seven straight games. I'm with you. This is their best I'm time with... to try to win a game. If yeah, we gonna, say that every if year. If they're gonna win one. Yeah, we say that every year. They're not gonna win one. Don't worry about that. But before we get into FSU Miami, let's get into Wake Forest Florida State recap. Uh, just just briefly, what do you guys think? Um, Obviously, the, the O-line didn't play that well, but at the end of the day, it was a W. But what would you think, Ethan? What would you think of that game? I thought it was it was a game that kind of drove you insane as you were watching it. I was glad they pulled out a win. But, I mean, the offensive line had issues kind of all day. It started with Derek Kelly getting hurt, and then Landon Dickerson was out for a couple series. Um, I, I think that those offensive line issues – would have been a lot less noticeable had Kelly been in there for the rest of the game because and the guys and Dickerson Dickerson was only out for a little bit but the the Still. guys that the guys that replaced the guy that replaced um, 
a ruble replaced Kelly, and uh, it just wasn't pretty. And so, then ruble ruble actually kicked inside down, the guard. Yeah. Wow, that was a I was, six I was foot, shocked to see that a six yeah. foot seven, six foot eight guard. Yeah, I so, saw that. Yeah, no, that was definitely interesting, and it, and that tells you right there what they think about their guard depth. Yeah, um, I was I was I was surprised to see Ruble before uh, before Ball. Also, I don't know if you thought the same thing, but left yeah, tackle. I, I yeah, was expecting I to see would, Ball. Yeah, I thought Ball, and that's where he eventually ended up. Whenever yeah, Ruble exactly. was inside, but but yeah, and then the defense like it wasn't wasn't bad, but there was just some plays that uh, um, there's a couple plays on tape that again the effort just isn't there from from some of the guys. Which and, one are you talking about? Which play? Oh, one of the one of the main ones. Like I think everybody pretty much saw it, but it was a play. It was a, it was a quick throw out to the flat to that. I think it was to the Dorch the Dorch kid that everybody mm-hmm. that they were throwing to eighty nine um so much, and um, AJ Westbrook missed the tackle. Uh, he kind of he he lost leverage a little bit, and the guy cut back underneath him. Mm-hmm. And um, right there here here I think probably two of your three best defenders, um, Derwin James and Matthew Thomas are in the vicinity and they they didn't flock to the ball if those guys sprinted to the ball even though it looked like a Westbrook should have made the tackle if they'd have sprinted to the ball no matter that they would have been there to cut to tackle him once mm-hmm. he cut inside and that play right there goes for four yards if they sprint out there but instead it goes for 14 yeah just just things like that where they're not swarming and just not and it's not egregious, but it's still that that extra little bit of effort. I think well, makes a lot of difference. You think that extra little bit of effort will be there against Miami, right? For sure. I I, I think a, it has I'm to be. If it's not, you got a. If it's not, you got a, a huge problem. Those guys yeah. should be up for Miami. I agree. Uh, Corey, what did you think of the game? What were your initial thoughts and uh, overall opinion of that game? I actually thought it was just a game. Uh, I'm still not seeing Florida State at its finest. And just reality, we're not good right now. Um, this should be a week we should be worried. Even though it's a rivalry game, uh, we got a long ways to go. Yeah, I, I, I think that's where most people are with uh, this game. But let's move on from that. And uh, before we jump right into FSU-Miami and get James Wilder Jr. on the phone, let's talk a little bit about, um, the first of all, Jameis Winston threw for 300 yards no touchdowns, and had a game-winning drive this um, this weekend. And then ne- next weekend, he's got the Pats. So, Ethan, what are you, what are you seeing from Jameis? And, I mean, I really think the Bucks team have a, a good chance of making the playoffs this year, led by former FSU quarterback. Well, here, here's the thing that's funny to me. I saw a stat on Twitter today. Um, Jameis has the highest percentage of positively graded throws per pro football focus, mm-hmm. but he also has the third highest percentage of negatively graded throws per pro football focus. So I think that kind of tells you what Jameis is right now. It's and I think Brett really, Favre. It, yeah, it, exactly. I think he's in that vein and I, I keep waiting for the, you know, him to kind of, to cut down on these negative throws, but I'm not sure it's ever going to happen. Um, I think that's just kind of who he is and he's like a Brett Favre and, you know, Brett Favre's a hall of famer. So you can get by playing that way. Um, you just got to make sure that, that you make the plays, when you're making those positive, you know, those positively graded throws, you need to make plays and get in the end zone. So, and I think he has a great opportunity to prove himself on a um, national stage against the Patriots, especially against a defense that's struggling as much. Thursday as the night, Patriots right? Is. Yeah, Thursday night. Uh, also, EJ Manuel, speaking of Florida State quarterbacks that are in the league, 
uh, EJ Emanuel start or is the now the starter for Oakland while Carr is out for two to six weeks with a back injury. But he, I don't know if you did you did you see that game, Ethan? He came in and looked sharp. No, I did not see that game. So. Oh, dude, that was the that was the best I've ever seen EJ throw the ball. Genuinely came in and he was throwing it down the field with touch. He was throwing darts right at receivers' chests on on uh, like comebacks and just he looked really good. And the, even the the pick that ended the game, I mean, he gave Cooper a chance to. It was a 50-50 ball, and the the corner just climbed the ladder and made it a really nice play. But um, he had a hell of a game, and I think that's yeah, I mean, why that's why the they're stats. not signing anybody. Well, I think that's why they're not going to go out and get an, a new starter because I think they're after what they saw. I mean, he played better than Carr did in that game. Obviously, he's not a better quarterback than Derek Carr, but for for the two or three drives he was in, he played better than Carr did. Um, also, you hate to see Dalvin Cook tear his ACL, best running back in Florida State history. Rookie season, he was the second leading rusher in the NFL, and unfortunately his season ended on Sunday. Yeah, it's just super disappointing. It was setting up to be a real nice year for Dalvin. Um, and it just sucks to see a guy get hurt like that. The recovery, I will say, the recovery for ACLs have gotten a lot better over the last few years. Is I, I guess we've made medical advancements and just getting overall better at handling, handling them and the recoveries. But you just never want to see a guy get hurt like that. Uh, Corey, what, what was your knee injury? ACL. So how, and so you want to talk a little bit about that recovery process? Yeah, my recovery was a lot longer because it happened in the nineties. Uh, like Ethan said, the time has changed for ACLs and the recovery time, and people are moving a lot quicker with the rehab. And then the thing about it, when you're in the NFL, you don't have to go to class, so that cuts down some of the time too. True, true. All right, but you guys ready to get James Wilder on the phone and talk a little Florida State Miami? Sounds good. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Florida State coaches sense that they can go to power. James Wilder, bigger, stronger back, checks in behind Pryor. Play out, got him. Bolts free, spins loose. Wilder crosses, battles, carries three with him. That, folks, is why he was one of the most highly recruited running backs in Florida in the last few years. You just call for power. You say he's a power back. I think this pretty much tells the story. One tackle, two. And now we're going to bring about three or four with us all the way down to about the nine-yard line. What an effort there by the young sophomore. 35 yards and some punishment. He's coming, and his teammates are going to congratulate him on his sideline. What a greeting he's getting. Oh, put the helmet right on the ball, secured the football. This is big. it out. Does it go down? Big boy football. Little stiff arm. He did everything on one carry. We're excited to welcome special guest, former Florida State running back, national champion, and current CFL star, James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? What's up, man? How you doing? Thanks for having me on. No problem. No problem. Uh, I just want to say congratulations real quick. I saw you were uh, named CFL Performer of the Month for September. So uh, congrats on that. Oh, yeah. That's oh, big time. Definitely, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Breaking records. That's what we like to see. But other than that, how's your season been going with Toronto? Season going well, man. Right now, you know, start off long. We, we, had a little, we had a little slump, hit a little pump in the road. We won three in a row. Um, we've been doing good three in a row. 
and um, we twist our, our ourselves in the playoffs, and we, we win this week, it'll make it even better uh, to help us get that first week by in the playoffs. That's what we're doing. So you tweeted this week that you'll be donating a dollar for every yard and a hundred dollars for every CD this month to help find a cure for breast cancer. Can you tell us more about that, oh, yeah. and if any other players are joining this fundraiser with you? Oh yeah, um, you know I, we got a run out for a cure, you know, for breast cancer for the whole month of October. Um, I'll be donating. I, I have a campaign going. I'll be donating a dollar um, to help for the research and just help to, just to help get everything going. And we have guys in the CFL, Noel Levi, Anthony Coombs for the Argos, Noel Levi for the Argos, Declan Cross for the Argos, Martise Jackson for the Argos, Brandon Rutley for Montreal, Chris Rainey for BC, Terry Williams for Calgary, CJ Gable for Edmonton, William Powell for Ottawa. Those are all the CFL running backs. And right now for the NFL running backs, we got, of course, Chris Thompson for the Redskins, Devontae Freeman for the Falcons, Melvin Gordon for the Chargers, and Todd Gurley. They're all contributing uh, for the whole month of October. They're putting up a dollar for every yard they get and $100 for every touchdown they get. So I named some great backs, and um, hopefully we'll raise a lot of money. Hopefully for myself, I'll raise a lot of money. That's the goal. Everybody wants to put up stats. So hopefully that everybody's putting their money where their mouth is, and, and, and we're going to do it and put it, have fun, compete, make it, make, make it fun for each other, and, and put it towards a good cause. The now, way, is there someone that you know that that had breast cancer, or is it something that that you just kind of found an, found the idea from somewhere else? Um, I, I I've I've known somebody, uh, not personally, you know, just one of my mom's friends. She's a personal friend. She's been kind of in the family, and she's still fighting it right now. Um, but she's but that that's kind of inspired me. Uh, I, I've always you know been the guy to wear pink since since little league, man. They've been wearing pink during October, but. This year, now that I have an opportunity and I have a, I have a platform and the spotlight right now, I just thought I'll just turn it to a good cause. And while I have the spotlight and have the platform, just take advantage of it and, and, and put it towards a good cause. James, the way your season's been going, you're out here breaking rushing records. You're going to be putting up a lot of money towards breast cancers. That's awesome to hear. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> For sure, man. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm I'm breaking the bank, man, but I think uh, putting up stats and stats this month, uh, I think I'll be very proud about breaking my pockets and breaking the bank um, this month. It's about sure. to be a video game out there. All right, so uh, uh, so <laughs> obviously we got Miami coming up this week, and I know you like playing against Miami because oh, yeah. you had a touchdown in 2012. Oh, yeah. You had two in 2013. I remember uh, you gave them boys a lot of uh, trouble, but – so how was Miami week for you while you were at FSU? How are the practices? Does the week go by fast or does it slow down? How are the coaches? Just talk about that for a second. Oh, it is. It's, it's, it's a big week, man. You get players and coaches and everybody, you know, they're going to say it's, it's another game. But I think it's one of the games you can't It is another game, but we hate them. They hate us. It's pretty man. And, Oh man, it's it's a robbery. It's a robbery that's been going on for years before our time and before my time. And it's gonna go bad every day. You have to. Oh man, oh, I'm getting even thinking about it. I hate them so much. Just every every day, you, you just you're so locked in. You just want to prepare because every day is gonna. Help. They're a team where no matter no matter who they have, you know, no matter who we have. It's gonna be a war. It's gonna be an all-out war. And this year we got them in the dope. Gonna bring them in, and we, we, you know, 
get that W, get, get that W on them for sure. Um, Ryan mentioned some of the, the stats that you put up against Miami. Um, do you have like any memory from the FSU Miami matchup that, um, is really like special to you? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Favorite man. And I think we're 2000, um, 2000, my junior year when we played, uh, a, a little fight broke out a little, you know what I'm saying? We, we got into a little mouth talking, a little pushing going on and a little scrabble broke out. And the next play, man, the they're not going to play this. Like, they're not just like this. They, they disrespecting us in our house. Let's show up to them this play, starting this play. And, man, oh, man, coach called a toss play, and I got a toss. And if you just see the whole o line just straight through their D-line, and we just uh, – uh, Calvin Benjamin, what he did, he's smacking the corner on the edge. Everybody, mm. everybody. And, um – Oh man, that that play there, that just kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. It, it was only like a little five yard toss, um, and I ended up scoring on the edge. But oh, is that the one we dove for the pylon? Right after the um fight just broke out, mm-hmm. it, it, it meant everything, and I think it just set the tone. Like we really not playing, y'all really want to play like this, play dirty. It's, we we're gonna give it to y'all in between the whistles for sure. Is that the play you dove dove for the pylon and flexed on him in the end zone, Jay? Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that one. Yeah, you can see, you can see, <laughs> you can see after that one, man. Oh yeah, how, all the expression that's going on. You were hyped. You were hyped for sure. Team, oh man, yeah. So, is this the game then that's filled with the most trash talk on the schedule every year? I would think so. This is this is the game, man. What what most fans don't, I don't. Well, I wouldn't say most fans. Most people think it's the Gators. It's the Florida, but. I mean, it's really Miami. It's Miami's that game. I mean, I know Florida's the rivals, you know, but the trash talking and, and the real beef is really Miami. I know it was for me. I took a personal with Freeman. You know, Freeman, that's, that's my main man. That's my brother. That's where he's from. You know, half of our team is from Miami. And it was just, oh, man, it was just war with those guys. It's trash talking every play. Before the game is trash talking. I remember I was pissed one time watching the TV. Um, Roberto was kicking field goals. They, oh, man. Yeah. Up on Roberto, it's just oh man, it's just it, it's a it's a known out beef. It, it's just a a real uh, it's a real beef. There's it, no hiding around it. You can't just say it, it's just the game. You know it, the, the hate is it's, it's called hate week for a reason. We hate them. It's pretty obvious they hate us. It's pretty obvious. We got guys, alumni from Miami, Uncle Luke tweeting. You know what I'm saying? I, I like I said, two of my roommates, Brandon Washington and Brandon Harris. They're my roommates up here in, in Toronto, Canada. Talking noise every day, still repping Miami, even though they didn't beat us in almost like ten years or whatever, however many years it was. And man, I'm talking junk like we still at the school, like we we arguing all night, like we really, like we really about to play each other, like we're still gonna go against each other, and it's just crazy, man. The hate is real, and it's it's, it's one of my all time favorite games for sure. So when you were at FSU, y'all had a, a crazy stable of running backs, um, you Devonta. And uh, even Carlos Williams there a little bit. Um, what do you think yeah. of FSU's current stable of running backs? Man, they're loaded. They're loaded, man. And I'm 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 glad they're showing them little flashes. I'm ready for them to get out there and just have that. And I wanted to be this game. Just have that where it's every single run. So it's showing consistencies because I've been seeing flashes from Cam. I've been seeing flashes from Patrick. I've been seeing flashes from every. And um, but the running backs and what they've been showing me, man, it, they, they they're showing you the greatness. 
and that's I'm just ready to see for a full game. Just have that game how me and Freeman had um, our junior years against Miami. I think Freeman scored three times, and and we and I scored twice, and just that game where we look, we about to play hard nosed football, and we finna run the football. You can't stop it, y'all. Know we gonna run the football. Try to stop it if you can. I, I'm ready for. I'm, I, I hope that's what Jimbo does this game. Nah, and that's what I'm ready to see with, the, with these great running backs that we have. So, James, I know you're talking about the running backs, but who do you keep in touch with most on this team uh, of current players? Um, I would say, I would say Auden. You know, he, he's he's from he's from the city. He's from Tampa, and um, you know, I just I just wrote him just two days ago, man. And I'm just like, hey, man, keep grinding, man. Make sure you keep the boys. Make sure you keep the boys on point, you know, and just make sure you keep them all on point and keep them together. You know, uh, uh, L, uh, you're not going to go your whole college career. It, uh, I, I don't know if this happened before or whatnot. You're not going to go your whole college career with all wins. Look, take it day by day. If you take, if you lose, if you you lost the game, time to move on to the next week. You lost another game. It's time to move on to the next week. We can't dwell on those losses. You got to look, take it day by day and win every day. And the game right here is in conference and it's big and it's a rivalry. It's, it's, it's bigger than they even know. And um, I told them, man, just take take advantage of every practice day where y'all can put it on the field and make it easy. But I'll say, yeah, I, I talk to Tate, man, all the time. I, I check up on him every at least every week for sure. So is uh, since you talked to him so much, has he said anything to you about his shoulder? Because I know he separated against NC State, and then he was limited against Wake Forest, yeah. but he did play about 30% of the snaps. So is he good to go? Is he ready to go up and get that jump ball if he needs to? Yeah. Nah, if I say anything about that, Jimbo will come. come oh, true, true, true. Find me. True. I can't say anything. Oh, yeah, so let's – he might not Jimbo even be playing, right? Find me. He's not even playing, right? That's it. I just have to keep – I just have to keep – I just have to no comment on that one, man. Yes, sir. I, Understood. I, I can't no comment. Y'all Y'all can get my, my, my throat slit by Jimbo. Man. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> yeah. So, um – Going in, sometimes you think that coaches kind of save things schematically for big games like Miami. Um, do you think that Jimbo and Coach Kelly save things um, scheme-wise for a game like games like this? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It's just one of those, you know, it's a game where you you, you want to save it. You you take you take every game like it's a game, man. And it, it is cliche, but man, for these type of games right here, you got something you got something up your sleeve. Something up your sleeve for the just just for certain games like this to bring it out. Sometimes you don't even have it, and sometimes you just say, "Hey, we're not even gonna do nothing tricky. We're not gonna do nothing, you know, Coach Fisher. Sometimes we're not gonna do nothing fancy. We're just gonna run it down their throats until they stop it. And sometimes, you know, we we have a a young quarterback. We have some we have some receivers. You know, we, we can make anything happen on, on the defense side of the ball, sending blitzes and all of that. Man, I, I think. I, I think we'll see some new things uh, with, with against Miami for sure because this is this is a game where the, the coaches know the coaches know you know a lot of players are from Miami there uh, a lot of players they they know the hate they know the hate against them and we we know we have to stay disciplined that's the main thing that coach always want to keep uh, keep us under to stay disciplined playing these type of teams but he know the hate is real and he know we want to come out with the win we want to do the do everything we can to bust out big plays on the offense, defense, and special teams. So, James, what do you make of this team's struggles so far this season? And do you think they can, like, erase those coming into Miami? Obviously, it's a big week. It's a different game. But why do you think they've struggled early on? Man, I think we just – man, I just think we just have to stay consistent with things, man. It's, it's 
more of having each other's back more, I would say. If offense makes a mistake, defense have to get the ball back. When special teams, are like, like for instance, special teams that first game had a lot of special team mistakes. But then you can't let the team capitalize on it. Defense have to have their back. Offense have to have their back. If defense gets scored on, offense have to have their back and score. If defense give up a field goal, offense have to have, a, have their back and score. If offense throws a pick, defense has to have their back and get the ball back. I think it's just more having each other's back and coming together and playing a full game. Mm-hmm. I think playing a full game is, 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 is what we have to do from start to finish. You know, not starting fast and finishing slow, starting slow and finishing fast. It's a full, complete game, 60 minutes. So I, I was talking to Ethan about this earlier. So you, in 2012, you lost the – your team lost to NC State. But then – Something oh, clicked yeah. in twenty. So this team just lost to NC State, obviously. So something clicked for you guys yep. to where you won and you won and had the most dominant season in college football history the next season. So what has to happen in the locker room and on the field for this team to flip a switch like that? More than on the field, it's in the locker room. You have to have those guys. You have to have those leaders. You have to have those players as leaders. The coaches could do, you know, the coaches could say this, say that. but when the coaches leave, you got You have to have those leaders on the team. That hey, our own personal player meetings. We have to talk to each other. We're, we're, we're the one out there fighting for each other. They're the one out there fighting for each other. And, yeah, the coaches, you know, you're going to take what the coaches say, but it has to be a player or players on the team to step up and, and, and hold one, one each other accountable. You know, this is what we have to do. That loss is over. We have to bounce back. We have to come out strong. And, you know, everything that's going to be said is obviously between the players. Whatever you have to say, whoever that leader is on the team or those leaders on the team, they have to step up and hold those team meetings and talk to each other heart to heart. Let anybody talk up the walk-ons, the starter, the third, the fifth strings, everybody on the team, you have to let them come in there, talk, talk, figure out what they have to do to come out and play football. All right. So all that, all that being said, um, the game this weekend is FSU Miami. So what is your score prediction for this weekend? Ha! Ah. Oh man, y'all gonna ask me that? Y'all, y'all know I, I'm not giving Miami any respect. I wish, I wish you guys didn't have to. But let Miami know. I said, well, I, I'm gonna and spare them three. Go ahead and spare them three, and I, I'm gonna go ahead and give them a 28 to three. I like it. I like it. You think the defense, James, is gonna come out with a different level our of intensity, kind of like they did against Alabama? Coming out. Yeah, our defense is coming out. Man, our defense is coming out strong against Miami. I, I, I just, I really believe it. I'm, I'm, I'm not even saying it in a laughing way. That 28-3, I'm telling you, our defense is going to come out strong. They're going to make a statement. It's, a sta- it's another game, but it's a statement game. Miami comes here, they fill in themselves. In our house, thinking they're going to disrespect us in our house because they're all 4-0, whatever, 3-0. And our defense. Our defense and we we they're gonna set the tone out there. We know that we got it together and we mean business for the rest of the season. Yes, sir. That is definitely definitely what Florida State fans are hoping to see. What you're hoping to see, because uh, I know yeah. your roommates are gonna give you hell if uh, if if you don't see it. So uh, thank oh, you so yeah, much. For sure. For sure. Thank you so much for coming on. Good luck on Saturday against the Rough Riders. Uh, hopefully you guys can keep it going so you can get that playoff by. And hopefully you can get those yards up like you have been so you can donate as much as possible to the, the great breast cancer cause. Already, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. FSOD, Florida State or die. And go no.
That was James Wilder Jr., former Florida State running back, and he certainly seemed excited about this game this weekend. So uh, what are you guys thinking? What's your initial thoughts? And uh, are you excited or are you worried? Worried excitement, I think, is is what I'm at right now. Worried excitement. Okay. What about you, Corey? I, I know we, you're excited. I, I think we really found out where we're at. I'm really not excited about uh, Florida State football right now. I'm really not a fan of uh, football like that, even though I went to Florida State. I live in Tallahassee. I just want to see Florida State always do well. And right now, I can't tell if we're doing well or bad. <laughs> well, we'll see come Saturday. You're right about that. I mean, this is definitely a, a great uh, measuring stick I can't really for the rest of the season. See, I can't really tell how good Miami is because they played Duke, Toledo, Toledo. and Bethune-Cookman. Yeah. I can't really tell how good they are. But they played more games than us, and right now they're undefeated. And I feel in their mind, they feel like they're progressing. And in their mind, they feel like they're catching Florida State at the right time. But it is a rivalry game. I know our kids should be up for it. We was down. We was having problems last year when we played them, and we got up off the, the couch when we played them and beat them. So they, they'll and, bring out the best in us. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, what do you guys think? I think uh, the right now the spread's sitting around Miami by three. Uh, they're favored by three. Uh, what do you guys think? How different would that spread be, Ethan, hypothetically, if DeAndre Francois never got hurt? I, I think we'll still have problems. You think so? I think, so you- I think they'd be favored if Francois was in the game. I think the, the reason the line kind of – I think FSU would have been favored um, had this game come after the NC State game. I think the line – or. I think the line was really brought down by the performance last week against Wake, especially from James Blackman with the way that, I mean, he struggled some. The offensive line struggled a lot. So I, I think definitely that the Wake game yeah, I kind of exposing a little bit of maybe some of the issues that Florida State has uh, brought down the line a little bit. But I, I think definitely think that Florida State would be favored had Francois still been the quarterback. It's a good point about uh, after the NC State game and the Wake game actually bringing it down even worse. Um, but, Ethan, what is your what are your matchups you're looking forward to watching this game? Where do you think FSU has advantages, if any? Uh, because I know you're not too too uh, confident in FSU's ability in this game. Well, my, my matchup is FSU's offensive line against Miami's defensive line. And That's where you think they have an Miami advantage? Front. No, no, no. That's that's a matchup I'm watching. I don't think okay. they have an advantage there. I, so, I, I, so where do you think the advantage lies? Where do I think the advantage lies? Um, I think FSU should definitely have an advantage on the defensive line, for example. I think FSU's defensive line hasn't really taken over a game yet. And I think a lot of that has to do with, first of all, Alabama was a great offensive uh, offensive line they faced, but they still played really well in that game. But imagine them bringing that same intensity to a game, an offensive line like Miami, which, to be honest, is not not that great. Um, after watching them against Duke, and if you if you bring that same intensity you brought against Alabama against a much less talented unit, I think they could wreak havoc and finally dominate a game like we expected them to coming into the season and really take this one over. So that's what that's what I'm looking forward to as far as where I think the advantage is for Florida State. So you think they have an advantage against Miami's offensive line? I think Florida State's defensive line is Florida State's biggest advantage by far, yes. I think we the offensive line. I think, you know, I think people, in, as y'all, because y'all diehard Florida State fans, you keep going back to the, the, the Alabama game. 
at the end of the day, no matter how good we played, no matter how good it looked, we lost. And that's not a game to keep referencing back, especially when we lost and things haven't got better since then. If you're trying to use that for motivational or why we should be better, we should have been to play better by now. But people don't understand that football, the first game of the season is the hardest game of the year because the opponent has all offseason to prepare for you. But from week to week, we haven't even looked like the team that showed up in Atlanta to play against Alabama. Well, the reason I say I compare this game to Alabama is because FSU hasn't really gotten up for Wake or NC State like they got up for Alabama, just meaning effort-wise and like determination to absolutely maybe like play are, your maybe, hardest on every maybe, play. Maybe we are what we are this year. Maybe yeah, but nobody can up. nobody convinced nobody. No, they haven't been up. I mean, noticeably different than the the, the cornerbacks and run support, knows, nobody, the linebackers but, running but we, through the ball. But that has been noticeably different. Either we everybody knew that NC State had a good defense. A good defensive front seven. So what are you what are you pretending that you're not up for? We was up. They whooped our tail. No, we weren't up. I the, I was at the game. There was no there was there weren't even fans there. Look, I, look, I I will I'll butt in and say this. I I I don't think that they. I, I the only reason I can I guess think to myself. I, I think that you're discounting a little bit of the Alabama game in terms of success defensively on the fact that Alabama's strengths on offense and what Alabama does on offense really plays into exactly what FSU defends well. And then if you look at like an NC State, NC State runs a very gimmicky offense. They're kind of creative in how they get the ball to their playmakers. And we saw them have a little bit more success against uh, against Florida State. Not a lot, but a little bit more success in terms of moving the ball consistently. Um, last week, NC State, kind of the same thing. They wait threw a lot us. of – They, I mean, wait, wait for us. One minute. They threw a lot of screens and, and did those little things, which you didn't see Alabama do a whole lot of – or not, not near as much – and um, I so, think that's why they moved the ball a so little bit that, better. So especially. what that said is back to what I said. You had all offseason to prepare for Alabama, and you have four days to prepare for these teams. So a lot goes into an offseason compared to four days, and it's not because we're not up. They're, they're prepared. They're going to do what they do well. We're going to try to stop it, but we only have four days. We had the same amount of time to prepare for Wake Forest, NC State, every team. You play one game a year. Every game will be go down to like a slugfest. But you don't have that time. At the end of the day, you can say, y'all can say how you want to say it. I am an ex-player at Florida State. This is not Florida State football. No matter if the fans are sitting in the stands or they're not. It's just reality. You can't assume because we're playing Miami, they're going to get up. And oh, I can assume you that. You go out there, the 18, I, the 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. What's the problem with not being up for Wake Forest? No kind of... North Carolina State, we're not that good that we can sit around and wait on the good teams to come to town. Because we would have been in the fights we've been in and with one of them with a loss and one of them with a win. No, no I'm not buying that. That's, in the way, but F- that's an excuse. FS, FSU, no matter how bad their season has been going in, in previous years, has always gotten up for Miami. I mean, that's just, that's just how it works. Okay, so look, you, you, y'all, y'all are just gonna disagree on this one, and I think there's probably a happy medium somewhere in between, in between the two. But I think it's a problem that you're even discussing. Well, yeah, but I'm know, not talking macro, Ethan. I understand that there's a problem with coaching, and that there's a problem with no, effort they're getting. No, he didn't say coaching. He said there's a problem. With no, us but that's what he's implying. That's there's a problem with us discussing Florida State not getting up for Wake Forest and NC State. There lies the problem. Doesn't well, that's coaching, coaching. Corey, no? That is coaching. 
It's a I think it, it's the players, culture. Though. It's just the culture in general around the program right now. It doesn't seem like like anything. What's, I don't the, know, really next, has what's the next league after college? What's the NFL. next league? NFL. So tell me what kid that's poor coming to Florida State got all these dreams. Why he got to be motivated to get up and he want to make a check from the NFL? But that's, I mean, that's, the logic says they would be motivated, but the film says they're not. I mean, there's there's been plenty and plenty that's, of players that's who've player, checked that's, that. player, that's player and coach. That ain't just coach. There's yeah, no but you have to, as a coach, it's your job. As a coach, it's your job to get the best out of your players. And if they're not, if they're not playing hard, then you need to get somebody in there that's that is. All right, Corey. As a coach, let me ask you a question. So if I if I showed you the play where I where 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 Derwin James and Matthew Thomas didn't swarm to the ball, because I know you preach defense as a coach, um, what would you do if you saw two of your best players on defense kind of loafing and not really playing with a hundred percent? Effort. What would you do? They'll be on the bench. I have somebody else sit up. But this is the same exactly. thing we said last That's year against North done. Carolina. This is the same thing we said last year. We got guys out there loafing and walking on the field. It's a combination of both of them, players okay, but, and coaches. But back to my previous point, after we gave up 35 points or 36, whatever it was, against uh, North Carolina at home, we then the next week, with four days to prepare, went to Miami and held them to 19 offensive points and – dominated we had more three and outs in that game defensively than we had the rest of the season that's my point about getting up for miami it's just a different mindset how many points and, did we score in miami ryan well that's what does that have to do with anything it doesn't i'm, I'm just defense. i'm just saying I, I just just getting into this game i'm you, talking you about went, defense i know, defense you know the up. miami game I, I i went and spoke to the team after we after we played and lost and i knew the miami week i got a video here for you ethan because it sounds like you don't feel like you can be wrong I got, that's I me, got Corey. It's Ryan. I got, I got that's, Ryan. That's Ryan. I know, Ryan, Ryan, I know, Ryan, I feel like you don't think you can be wrong. I got I feel like videos. I can be wrong, but I feel like you're underestimating Miami week, Corey. You know Miami week is a different breed. Man, I, James just told us Miami week was a different breed. You know, before we beat Miami seven times, they beat us plenty of times. I've been on the yes, wide. I was on wide, right, wide, left. This is not a I game mean, that I have to get up for. I do know it's my rivalry. That's my point. Every week, you're Florida State. It's your rivalry trying to beat you. Wake Forest and North Carolina State, you know this. This is their Super Bowl. This is their national championship game. As but a it's player, not your you Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. That's what you come to Florida State for, to be in the best games every week because you want to get I'm, to the show, the NFL. I understand that. I understand that's ideally, but it's just not what, what the players have been doing, unfortunately. They definitely didn't get up for North Carolina last year, and that showed. I, I mean, mean, I get like, what you're like, saying, like, like, yes, Corey, you're right. Like, 100%, they should be getting up for every game. That's why you're supposed to come to Florida State. You should know that it's your, that it's the other team's Super Bowl, but these guys clearly aren't doing that. So. That's a combination of both. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not putting it on any, but any one or the other. I'm just saying that my point in saying they didn't get up for those games is to say that they will get up for this. Who's the it's, an excuse, it's an excuse, if you will, to say that FSU's defense will perform better this week than they have in the previous two I weeks. Can't, I can't wait the next week podcast because it's very obvious. It's not a guarantee they're going to get up. Trust me. They may be shell shocked right. right now the way they've been playing. They might not have a get-up bone in their body, but I'm hoping they have it. I want Florida State to win. I'm an ex-Seminole, but this is not Florida State football right now. I don't care 
how much we want to put it on coaching. We have the best players in the world. We've been in the top five recruiting classes the last three years. This is not what we bring into Florida State to play for, play like. I agree, definitely. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just, I'm, I'm hopeful, and I think that FSU gets up this week, and I think you'll see that from the defense. The offense getting up is kind of irrelevant because it's all about execution and and making good plays. But defense is a lot about effort and focus and keeping your concentration, and I think it's a lot easier to do that when you're playing a team like Miami, who you have a history with, who they know a lot of the guys because they're from in-state and things like that. Let me ask you a question. I put this on I put this on my Instagram today. I'm trying to find a video for you. I put this on my Instagram today. Nothing about Florida State. This is about the law. The law of football, how it was back in, back in the day when I was at Florida State. Listen to these words. Stay positive. Work hard. Make it happen. Effort, attitude, toughness. Prepare well, practice well, play well. That was a pure motto in the old days of Mickey Andrews and Bobby Bowden. Do I need to say that to you again? Prepare well, practice well, play well. Effort, attitude, toughness. Stay positive, work hard, make it happen. Do you see that stuff going on at Florida State right now? Hell no. Well, how in the hell are we going to beat Miami? We can't get ourselves to do two of those things consistently. We can't keep saying that it's the coaches. We because to win one, to win one game, you don't have to do it consistently. You just have to do it once. That's what I'm saying. I understand. Right there, right there, the, right I know you're a fan now. So I'm gonna. Uh, but I'm, it's, gonna I'm, I'm just looking at you're last a great season, fan. Corey. You're a great. Look fan. at last season. I can't. Yesterday's scores don't win today's ball game. I'm talking about what I see now and this year. I'm not talking about last year. That's dead and gone. But we saw the same thing last year from the same players, from Matthew Thomas, from Tavares. You made me me realize that you're really a fan of football, though, when you say you want to do this stuff consistently. What did you think I was doing here? You thought I was what? You didn't think I was a fan now? Come on. You you know why? Because you said you don't have to do it consistently. You just got to do it one game. No, no. You do have to do it consistently to have a good team. What I'm saying is to predict this one game, it doesn't matter how how well they will play against the lesser opponents. This game, they could lose every other game, but they will get up for this game. That's all I'm saying. I still think it's a problem that they won't get up for the other games, but for this game, FSU's defense. Do you, do you defense know the last be- Miami game last year? Since you want to talk about last year, we had some great yeah. individual effort out of yep out of our D tackle, yep, and our running back last year, yep. Our quarterback likely got killed in this game. But he Last played his. He like he got played killed. Well. He like he got killed. But we had uh-huh. some individual efforts at crucial times that helped win that game. Yes, sir. Team effort. That's a, that's a good point. I don't think we had a great team effort last year in the Miami oh, hold, game. Holding Miami to 19 points was a great team effort. Trust me. Miami was, and that 19, was 19 to three. They shouldn't have lost the game. Whoa, whoa. But that 19, that no, they scored that last night. It was, they were up 12 to three or whatever. They scored or 13 to three. You know they what scored that night. Like at Florida State, we never saw 19 in the old days. The first one, the 17 to 16 win. Yeah, but it's a different game now. They don't. They didn't run super spread offense back then. Do you know who started the spread? Uh, Mark Richt. Florida State in Miami. We ran the spread. We went three and four wides back in the 90s. I believe and we don't you. run a true spread at Florida State right now. No, we don't run a spread no, at all. Not at all. Right. Not so at all. What do you mean? I mean, you got great defenses. It. Don't matter who running the spread. The teams play against Alabama. They run the spread. Alabama keep them down to 
below the 15 and 20s. No, but not not Clemson. I mean, my point is, great. You're my Deshaun point Watson, is, Watson, the guy that started in the NFL. The last time we won a national title, the guy that started for us is in the NFL starting. You talking yeah, about but two they don't have an NFL quarterback either. I'm talking about predicting this game, Corey. My point is they don't have a – when was the last time Mark Rick won a big game? Let me ask you guys this. Because he hasn't won one in Miami, and he sure, surely did not get fired from Georgia for winning them. Now, that's so, the one so, thing that you can that you said all night that was good, and that's the one thing that I hang my hat on that so gives us a chance me. to win this game. Mark Rick has not won a big game in his coaching career. And I, I agree. Now we agree on something. There you go. Because he so hasn't won my, a big if, game. That's the one hey, thing Corey, I Hey, Corey, let me ask you what, another question. Has, has Jimbo won some big games recently? How about against Michigan, against Harbaugh with 20 seniors? How about against, against Florida? Who? How about against Miami we last beat year? Against Michigan. We had a kid fake like he was going to take a knee, come out of the end zone, get the ball to the 50, and the it quarterback matter, made some though. great they throws. Were, they were, that's, be, that's beating them. We didn't win on a fluke. We won on going down the field well, we and scoring. We were up in the Michigan game by 14. We were up in the Michigan game by 17 in the first quarter. And we and then, 17, you got a great defense. They post that. We ain't never supposed to be in no battle at the end of the game. We won. How much How much more do you want from the team? So what are they supposed to beat Sound every like team by 100? More. I'm not giving them credit for winning a game in the last minute. You up 17. You're not, giving them a, you're not giving them credit for beating the number six team in the country on a on a last-second touchdown because Florida they – We played in three games of the decades. We, we, we you never, never lost a game in Florida State? We never lost – we never ranked – I lost uh, three games in Florida State. Two of them was to Miami. So what was your record against Miami? Two and two? Or yeah. three and two? Two and two? Two and two. I think it was two and two. We I think I lost five games in college. And five so you didn't play you didn't play differently against Miami than you played against and against Wake Forest no, Corey? You no, because Wake Forest we would have killed them. We wouldn't we never had a game close. Hey, what next week on podcast? I went to college in nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety. My last year was nineteen ninety four. Next week you have all the stats of Florida State record from nineteen ninety to 94, look at all the scores of these teams that you think are good. These teams are no better now than they was back then. We have the best recruiting talent in the country. And That's why I think FSU has a good chance against Miami, because they have more talent and a better coach. Yeah. I ain't saying we have a good chance against Miami, but if we block the way we blocked against Wake Forest. Well, hopefully our our start our two starting best lot offensive linemen are healthy for the yeah, whole game. Yeah, but look, Dickerson wasn't out for a whole, even when hey, Dickerson gotta, was in, I, they I, still y'all, y'all keep talking. Our, our first guest on podcast has decided to call me doing the podcast. Okay, go ahead, go ahead and answer right. that. We'll we'll take care of it. Sorry. So uh, Corey Corey has to talk to Deion Sanders. So uh, yeah, just just Ethan, Corey things, just Corey things. Uh, so Ethan, let me get your uh, score prediction. My score prediction, I'm going to go 23-14 to 14 Miami. Do you think FSU only musters two touchdowns, no field goals? Yeah, no, I, I just I, – I think – I don't know, man. I, I really don't know what to think of this game. I know think, Miami's struggled defensively a little bit. Big one? Mark Rick finally wins a big game. Man, I just I, can't I, – I can't stress to you enough how – bad that 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 Florida State team looked against Wake at times I mean this team we talk about this team and how talented it is and it's talented it's probably the third or fourth most talented team in college football on paper yeah and just struggling the way there's no reason to struggle other than having other than having a quarterback who knows a tenth of the playbook that's yeah that look that's a that's a problem yeah so do you think do you think that they get so many Tackles for loss if 
Blackman knows the playbook like Francois does and can check to the the better plays at the line of scrimmage. And no, Jim I think there. I do, if Jim look, I think call, there's definitely some 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 of that is in play. But I mean, you gotta look, man. You you saw uh, in that game, you saw Dickerson or not Dickerson. You saw Minshew let a guy literally unblocked run. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. It looked like he it, it was a it was a maybe a play action play. I can't remember the well, exact. It was, key. Play it was play action. It was play action, right? Because he was he was pass yeah, blocking. He didn't was. he didn't shoot off the line. And he he literally just he took his little rocker steps and the guy he just let the guy go untouched in in the a gap. Miscommunication, I mean, for sure. No, it wasn't. It was not a miscommunication. I don't. Think it was a hundred percent a miscommunication. You see him yell at Eberly after the play. Eberly, I didn't see that. He, he ran over to Eberly yelling at him. So it was a hundred percent a miscommunication. And whether the miscommunication was on Blackman calling the wrong play or calling two different plays or call, or or checking to the wrong play. Or just Everly not making the right call at the line of scrimmage, or not identifying the the right blocks. But well, uh, I don't know. I don't know why Minshew's free of any blame here. I, just for one play, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like because it, it could if, be, it if could Minshew be, could be free of blame because Everly was supposed to block right. No, I yeah, no, I understand Minshew, why he could be free of blame. But oh, I'm oh, saying okay, okay, okay. it could be it could be Everly, it could be Minshew, it could be Blackman. Yep. But I doubt that if it was Blackman's fault that that Minshew would have went and yelled at Everly if that's what he thought. Well, maybe they heard two different things because he said two different things or some, something along those lines. But you're right. I mean, I think I think the miscommunications do not happen. Okay, look, but, okay, I disagree. Because how many times have we seen but look, but, but, but a guy? But how many times did you see that against Alabama and NC State? You didn't. You The offensive line played well against both those teams. I can't stress that enough. They okay, held the those... offensive line played decently against NC State. Let's measure that. They played Wait, well for a part of the game. But do you understand that? Do you understand that against NC State, Nick Chubb was the only person who got pressure, and that's because they didn't really chip him or have like uh, block or backs uh, pass blocking. Like, do you understand that he that NC State had three sacks and Nick Chubb had three sacks, and he's going to be a first round pick? Like, this is not. It's and not none like, of those guys on Alabama's defensive line are going to be a. a, a they were, a and, we, pick. and they played well against Alabama too. Look at look at they the played play. better against Alabama. But my point is. You, yes, the Wake Forest game was the worst game I've seen from FSU's offensive line in a long time. But there I are other... Do you think they're going to play that badly against Miami? Do I think, think they'll play that badly? No. Because yes. I, I think Kelly's healthy. healthy. Oh, I, he is healthy. And Tate's probably healthy. And I don't know if Tate's 100%. Healthy, I, I think he is. I mean, I just, I just think that putting... I don't know. When you have 17 tackles for loss, I don't care who your quarterback is. I, I do not think you can put him... I, I, I haven't went through and, and watched film on every single one of the tackles for loss and can tell you or give you a decent idea of who all of them are on, but I can tell you that there's there's a very slim chance that more than 50% of those are on your are on your quarterback. Well, there's also you can also have tackles for loss on receivers even. I know. You can but, have tackles for loss on everybody. But, one know, thing but, I but will how say many times is how many times at FSU's I bet you most of those came on on running backs. Yeah, but run run plays can still be blown up by receiver not making their block. I remember a couple times, um, I think Gavin was supposed to block down and completely missed. I mean, it was a tough assignment, but you get the point. Like uh, receivers can be supposed to be supposed to block to block uh, linebackers, and they didn't in this game, and they didn't really block for each other either because no, Nooney they didn't got, block each Nooney other. Nooney got at all. killed. 
And so Luckily, did Cam- or Nooney let Cam- Nooney let the Nooney let the guy get in to Campbell and forced the fumble, if I remember correctly. And then like right after that, Campbell let the guy destroy Nooney. Yeah. All right. I'll give you my prediction though, since since you gave yours. Yours was what twenty four thirteen. Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. You know, twenty. Yeah. Twenty three. Twenty three to fourteen. Okay. My prediction for this game, and I think it the score will be around this low, whether. Florida State wins or not. I think ultimately uh, Jimbo Jimbo's the difference in this game. I remember last year uh, after the game, Miami and Florida State fans alike were talking about how poor Mark Rick called this game, how he's running every single play, even though he had Brad Kaya. And Malik Rozier is certainly not going to help that. Uh, I don't think Rozier has success. I don't think Blackman particularly has success. But I do think Jimbo outcoaches Rick as a play caller and as a game planner. And FSU pulls out a close victory 17-14. to and I think the field goal comes as, as Florida State's last score. I mean, that, that's that's bold. It's not bad. That's bold. I think FSU to beat a team at home that when they're three-point underdogs, that's bold. That they opened as one-point favorites. Yeah, that, that line trend shows you something. Yeah, that shows you that Vegas thought it was, thought it was minus one. And then the... Uh, it'll be closer. Once the sharp money comes in at the end, it'll be closer to even. It'll be about Miami minus one or two. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, I, I, I just... Good, 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 good. Y'all talking good. 24, this and that. We, man, we ain't got what's, your, what's, your score, what's your score prediction, Big Shot? I, just hope, we, I hope we win, Mr. Big I know you Tom. hope we win. I hope what's we win. your score prediction? I'm giving you a score, score all year long. You think I'm going to start now? We playing our rivalry. We, we, what we had last week? 19? Yeah, we had 26. 26. First time we I'm cracked a... the 20s all year? No, we cracked 20, 21. 21 against NC State. State. Oh, we did good. You think it's going to be close, Corey, or what? Come it's on. You got to give us something. It's going to be close. Gonna, we can't win a blowout game. We don't have offense like that yet. We need to hope our defense play great and keep it close. Yes, sir. Last thing I'll note is that uh, to back up my prediction – uh, the reason I think FSU can score is that Toledo threw for 300-plus yards with three touchdowns, no interceptions against Miami, and even Bethune-Cookman, who has no business throwing the football against Miami, threw for like 220 or 30 yards passing. So I think, just, like, just like you said, we're going to play up because we play in Miami. Schools do sure. play down to talent too now. So they no, go I know. Ways. I un- understood, but you should never give up 300 passing yards to Toledo. And we I mean, should never be. Wait, we should okay, never, look, look, I, we should never be struggling with Wake Forest or NC State neither. In my book, so we go both ways. Yeah, but NC State is a lot different than Toledo, Corey. I told you a lot different. You okay, but but crazy. Logan, let, let me tell you this about Toledo. Who's so, Logan? I mean, my bad, Ryan. Let me tell you this about Toledo. Their quarterback last year, he threw forty-five touchdown passes, which was most in the FBS. And had four thousand one hundred twenty-nine passing yards. But that's who's that against? That's against. I, I don't care it's who it's against. The same guy that's that plays the, running back for the Chiefs played for Toledo last year. Exactly, they had a pretty that's one good of those team. Guys. Exactly. That's one of those guys that can get in there. And I'm telling you, when you put up those kind of numbers, I don't care where you are in Division One football, you can throw the ball against pretty much anybody, at least to a certain degree. You remember you just so talked about them spread offenses, so it gives you time to throw them little swing routes and bubble routes all day long. So you can throw that and you can get 300 yards. Get throwing the ball, dumping it off to the running back, stuff like that. 
making the, the passing game quick release so the defensive line can't get to you. But uh, I can't. I cannot wait to get on this podcast next week when FSU's defense absolutely shows out. Their defensive line takes over the game. Corner, I think Tavares McFadden does a, a good job against Amon Richards and effectively uh, not takes him out of the game but doesn't let him make a game-changing play. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, I, I know y'all are rooting for FSU, but nobody's rooting harder than I am, especially because I'm the only one who really thinks FSU is going to win, it sounds like. No, no, see, there you go putting words in our mouth again, all right? You want us to? I'm not. Wanna, it's not words. Wanna, Ethan yeah. just picked Miami to win. It's not words in his mouth. Well, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a podcast. You can't just be biased to Florida State. We're only going by what we see. I, I thought, want us to win, but I'm not going to sit here and say, like, we playing so great that I just know we're going to win. You think no, I want I don't us to know break our streak? We won seven win. in a row. I, I, want us not I don't think we've played great at all. Never said that. You know what? Do you think so? You think we're going to win, though, Corey? I know you said you hope we're going to win, but do you think we're going to win or you think we're going to lose? Yeah, it's 50 50. If it comes down to it, we're going to win. I just believe that in our Seminole blood, that we got enough inside of us. All right, well, that wraps us up for this episode of Hear the Spear. You can find us on SoundCloud or iTunes. And if you like the podcast, please rate us five stars on iTunes. That helps out a lot, and we really appreciate that. But, uh, Corey, if you don't hear the spear, you don't hear anything about Florida State football, baby. Yes, sir. We got that game Saturday at 3.30. Good luck to you guys, uh, and go Noles.